What's up, my podcast listeners? This is your host, Val Matuszewski, and we are doing another compilation episode, and I have my stabilizer following my face, so I apologize for it to move back and forth like that, but um, I wanted to put these together, and one, they're all videos as well, and this is where I kind of started filming all of my um, solo episodes, so it's kind of interesting um, listening to these episodes again, but they hold really, really, really true to what most people fail at when it comes to the bigger picture. Too many people focus on, all right, I am going to make health a priority. I want to lose weight. So they fall in kind of victim to the whole idea and concept of I'm going to limit this. I'm going to stop eating that. I'm going to exercise, use it as a punishment if I, you know, eat a donut or whatever it is, you know, and that's where most people fail is that, you know, it works to a certain degree. Even if you look at figure competitors, bodybuilders, whatever it is, they still implement diet breaks and things like that. They can't follow a strict regimen like that long-term, like even them, they'll be like, fuck that, you know? So the four episodes that I'm going to bring into um, the light again is one, happiness is key. So this whole kind of concept of whatever you're doing for your health should give you some sort of bit of happiness. If it doesn't, then you're probably not going to last, you know, that long on this so-called new leaf, new motivation that you just got, right? Find a workout, a friend that makes the experience something you enjoy. Maybe exercise is not you going on the treadmill and busting your ass. Maybe it's going on a hike instead, you know? You need to find little things to add that bit of happiness and that's gonna let you uh, continue long-term. The other one is self-awareness. Boy, if you are not self-aware, there's no chance in hell that you're going to be successful at anything fitness and health related. This is why, you know, one of the things I like to do with people is track what you're eating. And it doesn't have to be a long thing that you do forever, but most of the time when I get people tracking food for the first time, they're like, wow, I overeat and I barely get any protein in. But they're the same people saying, I eat pretty good. Self-awareness people. Or when people say that they're fairly active. That mean you're working out one time a week, going on a 10 minute walk with your dog, like what is fairly active? If you're not hitting at least three hours of physical activity a week, you're not fairly active right? Be realistic with yourself, self-awareness. And that's why I'm bringing this episode back into the light. Gratitude. Holy. As humans, we are never satisfied. We are never happy with what we have. An example. And this, this happens to me. Say you're working hard and you buy yourself a new car. You're happy for a couple seconds, and then what do you want? 
even a nicer car. You buy yourself a house. A couple months go by and you're like, I want a bigger house. When do we ever take time to be grateful for what we have? When this happens in fitness and health, we want to be thankful for the fact that we got a workout in or have the gratitude to realize that just a year ago when you started, you know, you can fit in a pair of pants that you've never done and uh, never uh, have before. So many of us take for granted the small little wins and those small little wins are the things that allow you to succeed. Gratitude, guys. Gratitude. And lastly, oh, this one. Fitness is not a punishment. Our industry is terrible for this, where, you know, you decide to have a cookie or you decide to go out with your friends and you, like, eat some pizza and you have some beers, whatever it is, and then on Monday you're like, you know what, I'm going to hit the treadmill extra hard or go a little bit longer because, you know, I was bad over the weekend. And then you use exercise to punish yourself. Exercise is a celebration of what your body can do, not the, not the other way around. We need to understand that fitness is a beautiful thing. You being able to squat down and squat back up or deadlift or lunge or press, those are blessings to be able to do those things. Because in my experience in the clinic, there are some patients that I've worked with that would kill to be able to squat without pain. And we have the privilege to do that. And for some reason, we decide that squats or anything legs is a punishment. It's a celebration, you guys. It's a celebration. So I'm going to stop chatting because this seems like it's going to be another episode. But here are my four compilation episodes I was talking about previously. So here we go. I'm going to try to keep this under 10 minutes. Oh boy, here we go. So what I want to talk about, self-awareness. I probably spoke on this topic a year ago, probably around a year ago. And it's worth bringing up again because a lot of times I think why so many people struggle and fail, not only at fitness and health, but for anything in life, you know, I'm working with a handful of online clients and every time I start with a new client in person or online, they all have this like huge motivation to like finally get their health in order and see success and they have it all figured out. They can't wait to start. And when it's actually go time, things fall apart. And I've seen this happen over and over and over again. And you probably have seen it as a coach and you probably have experienced it as a person trying to get their health in check. And I always wondered like, why, why is this happening? Why does this always happen to people that, you know, get this high coming up here to like change their lifestyle completely by going to the gym, eating better, cooking, whatever it is. And then out of nowhere, just fizzle out after like two days because of X, Y, and Z. And to be honest, I think it's the self-awareness piece. If you think about it, like if you are not self-aware 
enough to understand what you're taking on, you're going to fail right off the bat. If you truly take a moment to step back and reflect and really evaluate your life, then that's when you can see success. And this goes back to like simple planning. You know, when you want to save money, you don't go, oh yeah, I'm so excited to save money because in a year I can like save an extra 10 grand and then that's it. No, you know that you have to go into your banking, select a thing where they automatically takes out $300, whatever it is, and it will just automatically happen. But there was some sort of planning to it. There was an action step that had to be taken in order for you to save money because you had to go online, select an option and authorize payments to be taken out of your account into your savings every single week or month or whatever you want to do. It's just like fitness and health. If you don't take that extra step to make it happen, it's just wishful thinking. You know, if you don't take that extra step of taking that money out every month, then you're just hoping for the best that, you know, as you go through your busy life, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, let me get on my phone and transfer some money to my savings. No, that doesn't happen. In this day and age, everything has to be so quick and we almost have to like not think, it just has to happen automatically. So, when it comes to fitness and health, you need to plan it out. You need to create an action plan. And when you do that, you start realizing, holy shit, maybe I don't have time to do this. How do I rearrange my priorities? So one thing I learned early on in my career that I feel is like the key to my success is planning my entire year, my entire year. So every October, which is coming up really quick, and I'm going to be doing this with my wife for the first time because she has some big, big goals that she wants to achieve, and I told her this is going to be perfect. You need to sit down and create like a brainstorming session of everything you want to accomplish in this next year of 2020. And I always tell people, think of the stuff that, you know, if money wasn't an issue, time wasn't an issue, or any kind of thing holding you back, what would it be? Start writing those things down and then actually like reverse engineer it and see if you can actually do it. You know, say you want to save $10,000 in this next year. How does that look like in a, in a year? How does that look like per quarter, per month, per week, per day? And then what you do is, you know, simple math. Okay, I want to save 10 grand. So you divide that by, you know, a quarter. Okay, well, that's how much you need to have in one quarter of the month. How much is that per month? You calculate that, and I think 10,000 divided by 12 is 833 and something, something cents. Um, and then what is that per month, and what is that per week, and what is that per day? And take an actual physical planner for the year and write that in. So then every day or every week where you get a payment taken out and put into your account, you can check off that that happened. And then every time you check off every week, every month, every quarter, and now it's 2021, you're like, holy shit, I have 10 grand in my bank account. All because you planned it out, wrote it down, and started being a little bit more self-aware in the situation that you're in. So what about fitness and health? 
Say you have a goal of losing 20 pounds. How does that look like in a year? Well, you need to exercise more. You need to eat better. How do we put those things in tangible, you know, reverse engineering process? All right, so you probably need to commit yourself to like three days a week of training, for example, um, meal prepping, and then doing it. So on your calendar, every quarter, every month, every week, every day, you start checking it off and seeing if you're doing it. And that keeps you accountable, which is another huge piece in this whole puzzle. You have a, a booklet that is going to keep you accountable. Every little check mark is one step closer. And before you know it, the more checks you get off each box of working out and eating better, in 2021, after a year, you're like, holy shit, I lost 20 pounds, I look amazing. But, for example, let's play devil's advocate, you start planning your year in October and you have this goal of 20 pounds and you're writing all these goals and now you're writing in your planner and you're seeing like how busy your day is with work, with birthdays, with kid activities, with whatever hobbies you're in and all that bullshit. Maybe working out three days a week is not gonna work out for you. Maybe it's only one. Maybe it's time to take a step back and maybe reshuffle your priority list. Maybe having an extra hour to exercise a day compared to binge watching whatever show it is you're watching right now would be a huge change. You know, when you start writing things down and reevaluating what your day looks like, what your week looks like, really puts things in perspective then you have that awareness of like shit no wonder i've never been successful at this fitness and health thing my calendar doesn't allow me to do it i literally wake up at 5 a.m get to work at 6 pick up the kids at this time go to home to do this and i have to do that and now the kids are asleep and now it's 10 30. so maybe it's time to reset priorities if you didn't do the small little exercise that takes maybe an hour on the weekend for yourself, which is the most important person in your life, and it should be, um, now you understand why you've been failing. You've been throwing on an extra thing that doesn't even fit into your life. So maybe being realistic because you're a mother of three kids that need your attention and you're trying to build your business at the same time and you're barely getting five hours of sleep in, it might not be realistic with your goal. Set realistic expectations, but you need to be self-aware enough to know what you're capable of. Maybe when you start planning out your goals and you see that every night you spend three hours watching TV, damn we found a huge opportunity where we can fit in your fitness and health <sighs> self-awareness people it is huge writing things down is huge grabbing a physical piece of paper with a pen that fits in your hand that's not your phone can do some powerful things you just gotta take that little extra effort you got to take that little extra effort that most people don't want to do that's what separates from failure and success you know make 2020 
a year of success and not another year of failure when it comes to fitness and health. And let's change your life. All right. So today's topic that I'm gonna try to keep under 10 minutes is the topic of gratitude. So for the longest time, I've been hearing people chat about this idea of gratitude. And I just never really understood it until, you know, I don't know if people are like me, but I have this thing where if I say take a shower without any music playing or, you know, walk my dog and it's complete silence, my brain starts really, really going. And, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, Gary Vaynerchuk and he always talks about gratitude. And I think as an individual, I've always practiced it without actually knowing. So I come from a back, an immigrant background where a lot of my childhood, teenage years, I just never had a lot. And anytime I got something that I really wanted, I was so happy and appreciative for that thing, that experience, or what it was. You know, like, in a good example where, you know, because I trained some pretty successful people that are really well off, and when I tell them that I've never been to Disneyland in my life, they're like, oh my god, like, how do you live, <laughs> right? Because for those people that are privileged, going to Disneyland is like a yearly thing. And growing up, like, my parents never had money to do vacations like that. But, you know, going on a vacation, like camping, for example, it's a cheaper option. I was super, super appreciative for that experience. So when I started my business and started making some money and I was able to, for example, go to Mexico or take my wife to Jamaica for our honeymoon, like those those experiences I hold so dear in my heart and being able to have that opportunity, I'm like, holy fuck, there's people out there that would never experience this. I am so lucky. So gratitude, how am I going to tie this in to fitness and health? Really simply, a lot of times when people, I, I move my hands a lot when I talk. <laughs> For those listening and not watching this video, if you watch this video, I use my hands a lot when I'm explaining and I can only imagine how I talk to patients and clients in person when I do this. Anyway, gratitude. So many people when they start their fitness and health journey, they don't show appreciation or their gratitude for how far they have come. A lot of times people make the mistake of you know, thinking, oh, you know, I'm not at my goal weight. So everything I've done doesn't really matter. You know, they have this idea in their head that they have to look this certain way because that's what they imagined. They have this number or inches of a number where they want to be and everything leading up to that moment that they haven't reached yet doesn't mean shit. But imagine that, you know, this past year that you've been really focusing on your health, you took the time to, you know, appreciate what 
you've done. And I tell this to clients all the time. When they're feeling down and feel like they haven't achieved anything because the scale's not going the right way or they just don't feel like they changed and physically you've seen them change, something that I bring up is like, hey, Scott, last year when you started with me, you never exercised in your life. Now, you are exercising three days a week consistently. That's never happened in your life. That is huge. And if I can make that mindset shift where they're like, holy shit, yeah, you know what? I've been training three days a week for a year straight. That is huge. Celebrate that. Like, make those little things, those small victories, a big deal. And you'll be able to keep that kind of motivation, that, that momentum going. People don't take the time to look at the little things, you know, and really appreciate it. Things like, hey, Scott, a year ago, you used to sleep four hours a night. Now you're averaging seven and you have more energy. And then he goes, oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. You have to constantly remind yourself of your process and be thankful for your success that you've actually did it. Because what happens is when you keep thinking that way and you know that every day you've done at least one thing, for example, to improve your health, that goes a long way. Gratitude is, so my birthday post, so many people enjoyed that because it was, you know, things I've learned in life really quickly and if you heard my podcast, sorry, it's going to get loud because there's people outside mowing the grass. This is real. When you look at building yourself as an individual, as a human being to improve your personal development, that goes hand in hand with anything you want to achieve in life. Being able to understand gratitude to be self-aware enough to realize how much you've achieved even though you didn't get to your end goal because most people's end goals are you know astronomical of what they expect because usually when people have a weight loss goal they want to look like someone on a cover of a magazine and realistically it's like you need to give up your entire life to look that, that way so now you have this unrealistic expectation and everything you've been doing consistently that's like a huge accomplishment for most people, you're like, meh, it's nothing. Learning gratitude and being self-aware enough to understand what you've achieved so far is an amazing feat that most people will never get to is going to change a lot of things in your life. If you are listening to this and you know, you start thinking of like, okay, what have I achieved this past year that I haven't been doing previously? to improve my health, that list is probably gonna be pretty long. Even if you failed a billion times trying so many different fucking diets out there, you're still going the right direction because that means you are dedicated to improving your health compared to the person who's tried one diet, didn't work, they're like, meh, nothing's gonna work for me, I'm just gonna be fat for the rest of my life. No. The people who go on yo-yo diets are the ones that are so determined to finally find an answer to improve their health. 
It's just they haven't figured that out yet. And they quit too early. You know, sometimes it's just like one little step further and you hit that wall down and you're running. You're full-blown sprint and you finally figured it out. So many people quit way too early. You know, like, I'm a huge fan of rap music and... You know, when you follow these rappers that are trying to make a name for themselves, they're like one song away from being the next big hit. You know, so if you are into rap music, that band Migos and Quavo, like those guys, they've been around forever. And it took one song for them to blow up everywhere to the point where they're on every single top 40 radio um, show which is crazy to think. But if you looked at them five years ago, nobody knew who they were. But they were hustling, working day and night, producing music that no one would listen to until they had one song that was the tipping point. And if you look at their careers, it just like skyrocketed. That example can play into what I'm saying right now. People quit too early. Keep trying. Keep trying. What's the worst that's going to happen? Doesn't work? Try something else. Keep trying. And be grateful that you have the opportunity to keep trying. Because some people can't. You know, sometimes people have, you know, a medical disease that prevents them doing what you're able to do. Imagine if you had an injury, a reoccurring injury, that prevents you from exercising. And all you have is food. And even then, sometimes that can be a struggle if you're injured. Like, be grateful for the ability that you have. That's going to change a lot. It might sound woo-woo or whatever, but weight loss, there's a bigger picture. It's more than inches and pounds. It's you as an individual. You need to grow as a person. And when you grow as a person, a lot of things in life are going to improve you know, personally, fitness and health, financially, your spouse, finding your spouse, like all those things are interconnected together. I'm gonna leave it right there because I could keep going. All right, this is episode 266, I believe, and a lot of my solo episodes have been more about the bigger picture. And, you know, when I first started in the industry, I was just like, this is what you got to do. This is how you're going to be successful. Eat clean, sleep, work out, do all that stuff. But as we all know, there's more to it than just do this and you'll get this in- uh, outcome. And yeah, there is a lot of people out there that do really well on that, right? So like, for example, me, in two months when I was in high school, I dropped 60 pounds because... I literally read everything there was that I could get my hands on about fitness and health. And it all kind of said the same thing of make sure you sleep a lot, eat a lot of veggies, eat a lot of good lean protein and work out a ton. And I did that right off the bat, like literally the next day, did that seven days a week and boom, there you go. It happens. People see success doing that. But the 99% out there that haven't seen that success because like everyone knows diets work everyone knows that exercise works but a lot of people can't stick to it so 
for the longest time, I've been really challenging myself to figure out what the fuck is going on with people like that. What's, what's holding them back? And I said this in my last episode with Jen about this topic of happiness. Think about that. When you're happy, you have all the motivation in the world to continue going on. An example is, you know, someone, because I have a newfound love for Harry Potter, if someone really enjoyed the Harry Potter series and they picked up a book and they started reading and they're like, holy shit, this book is giving me fulfillment. I feel happy while reading it. You better believe that that person is probably going to read that book every single day until it's done or be one of those crazies that end up reading it in one day because it gave them fulfillment and happiness in here. So I started thinking about it. I'm like, why can't fitness produce the same feeling? Why can't getting healthy be about fulfillment and happiness? Now I really, really get this idea. I really, really understand it. So I started asking myself, what am I doing differently with my in-person and online clients that have been with me forever? I make it an enjoyable experience. That's my job. I try to make fitness and health not feel like a chore or a punishment, similar to my other solo episode about fitness is not a punishment, into something that is fulfilling. You know, I have several clients that have been with me for eight years. And, you know, I want to, I would like to think it's because of my awesome, charming personality, but it's most likely due to how I structure the hour, how I converse with the person, how I set out simple goals, see them achieve, and it becomes part of their life. They get fulfillment out of it. Like, I don't think I've ever had a client, like I don't remember the last time I had a client where they weren't looking forward to their workout, you know? And this comes back to this idea of happiness. I want to challenge everyone out there who's struggling right now to find a piece of health or fitness in their life that gives them happiness. So an example is, you know, for me, I enjoy going to the gym to challenge my body. I enjoy going to the gym where I've created a goal and I, every time I show up, I'm getting closer to that goal. And a good example that happened recently was hitting my 300 pound deadlift. You know, I had a year and a half that, or even two years that I set that goal out and there was a lot of ups and downs, but I knew that if I kept showing up, I was gonna get there. And when I got there, I filmed it, I felt awesome and I was like, holy shit, sky's the limit. I can't wait to get back. So that was my example. Another example is I've had people in the past where they trained with me and it wasn't their thing. And I always told myself, you know what? Not everyone's gonna like what I like. Not everyone's gonna like the whole gym idea, but maybe there's something else out there that promotes their you know, happiness when it comes to fitness and health. And there's one person in particular that I trained probably six years ago. Um, 
she just wanted to have fun. And I remember having a conversation with her and she's like, would you ever like incorporate like Zumba movements in my warm up?" And I'm like, mm, well, it's not really my thing. And I don't see myself doing Zumba movements and then you following along with me. Cause that's that just, that's just not my jam. And I told her like, I train a little bit differently than that. And she also, she saw the benefit of training, but it's just, it wasn't, you know, it didn't give her that happiness, that fulfillment. So I didn't want to fail her. So what I did was I looked around, asked around and found a great Zumba instructor. And one day she came in and I was like, you know what? As much as I want you to keep seeing me, I know that you probably won't be successful long-term if you continue seeing me because you're going to get to a point where you're like, you know what, it's not worth it, I'm going to quit. And I was like, my major goal is to make sure you don't quit fitness and health ever. So I referred her to a Zumba instructor locally and she ended up killing it. She goes every single, almost every single day to Zumba classes and she loves it. You know, yeah, she could probably get stronger lifting heavy shit or do some more mobility stuff to help her shoulder. But she's finding fulfillment and happiness from just doing Zumba and it's good for her health. She's moving and she's not sitting on her couch and not doing anything. And another good example, and I changed this way of thinking probably four years ago when CrossFit got so popular, like so popular. I absolutely hated it. I hated it. I thought it was stupid. People are getting injured. It's unsafe. But the amazing thing that CrossFit does is they build such a strong community and it attracts people to go. And I looked at it. I was like, holy shit. Like examples that at my clinic, we have a lot of CrossFit patients and they're all the same to the point where it's almost like a family. And they would never, ever leave their families. They have such support for one another. They hang out outside the gym. They do everything together. They are like bonded and they get so much happiness and fulfillment from showing up in their box and doing the wad and whatever. Like that's an amazing thing. Find a fitness thing, a health thing that brings fulfillment and happiness inside you because that's going to be the best motivation ever. You following a 30-day cleanse, diet, bullshit, whatever you found online because your friend did this ketogenic hybrid of a diet and lost a bunch of weight and you think they found their happiness, fuck that. Don't do that. That's not going to like help you long term. I want people to change their lives that when they're 60, 70, 80, 90, they're still putting around doing some sort of form of exercise because it brings them happiness. That's the ultimate goal. That's success. <sighs> all right, this episode, I was actually, first of all, with this video, I was so impressed how so many people watched it without subtitles. That was kind of like a little, I wouldn't say trick, but a little like, experiment to see if people actually would watch a video that's pretty lengthy, you know, 10, 12 minutes of someone just talking to them. So super awesome that you guys are dedicated to watching it, but I'm going to try to get some subtitles for this video. Um, 
Yeah, I was blown away with so much good feedback I had for my last one about, you know, how you're actually not broken and how the entire world of fitness and health markets to you that there is something wrong with you and you need fixing and you need this and blah, 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 blah. So another similar topic to this, because when I take my dog on walks, I have all these ideas that come to me and I was thinking about it and a lot of weird shit happens in the fitness industry, especially when it comes to certain things and the way we act about it and how we feel about certain things. So the one thing that I hate seeing in the fitness industry is when you eat something that's not technically healthy, you automatically have this guilt that you did something wrong. That is fucked up. Why the hell does food and guilt somehow go together now? I understand if you decide to chow down on the entire box of a extra large pizza, drink a six pack of beer, eat a whole cake, throw up, and then do it again right after? Sure, I think at that point you can feel guilty in some other things that you probably need to go seek help for. But if you decide to eat a cookie and then you feel guilty after because you're gonna think that you're gonna get fat or you're losing all your gains, you're gonna get bloated and all this bullshit. Where did this all come from? How did we somehow in a point of history feel guilt if we ate something that we enjoy? Like how, listen to what I just said. At what point do we, did we start feeling guilty when we ate something we enjoyed? That makes no sense. But for some reason, I don't know who started this in my industry, but the idea of you eating something bad is like the worst thing you can do in this planet. Like it's shocking. And then to a point where people get into fitness and health because they wanna improve their health, they now become judgmental of others that don't eat like them. That if they don't fit in the box of eating out of Tupperware containers that have been measured out to the gram to fit their macros, and if you don't drink anything else other than water, you're gonna like burn in flames. It's a vicious cycle. And no wonder so many people who are struggling out there to just take the first step to better their health, they feel all this pressure coming down on them and you know that you're you're basically set up for failure right out of the gate. And then say you bypass all that negativity, and then you go to a gym, you pass that barrier, and then you start talking to these fitness people that now start judging you that oh, you're eating carbs, oh, you're eating fat, oh, you're not on the ketogenic diet, oh, you don't do intermittent fasting, oh, I can't believe you do this, I can't believe you eat that, you're not doing bulletproof cop, like, what the fuck? When did food become this weird, obsessive thing 
where other people judge you, eye you up and down. Like, it's such a negative space. Meanwhile, there's people out there that have been struggling for years, and I've been in that position. I felt what they, these people feel, and it's terrifying, horrible, and you feel like there's no way out. And now they're going into this cycle of filth and disgusting, supposedly, like, fitness arena, and they're never going to be successful. We need to take the steps to change the mindset of every person falling into the fitness world to stop taking food that we enjoy that by your standards is not healthy, that if you decide to have a cookie, decide to have two slices of pizza, decide to whatever, eat whatever, not feel ashamed or guilty, or now, on the flip side, if you do, de- uh, do eat whatever you think is not healthy, punish yourself by going to the gym. Like, what the fuck? Exercise is not supposed to be a punishment. Exercise shows you the ability of what your body can do. Like, it blows my mind that people will go out drinking, partying, or having a cheat day, and then next day, you know, I'm gonna hit that cardio hard. I'm gonna go hit the gym hard to burn off all the crap that I ate. Now you're creating exercises, this terrible thing that you have to punish yourself with in order to get back on track. Like every time I go into the gym, I feel so blessed to have the opportunity to do that. There's some people in this world that dream of doing what other people do in the gym. But they don't either have the confidence, the fitness level, they might be injured, whatever it is. It's a blessing for me to go into the gym and do what I do. I fucking love the feeling of trying a heavier weight, pushing myself a little faster on the rower, pushing myself a little faster when I'm pushing the sled. Like, What you do in the gym or outside that's activity, you get to showcase what your body's capable of. And then sometimes even push it to places you've never been before and realize like, holy shit, I'm strong. Holy shit, I'm fast. Holy shit, I'm powerful. But now the sick, weird thing that's happening in the fitness industry is no, exercise is punishment for the food that you're eating, the lifestyle that you have. Fuck that. Like, oh God, I am so riled up on this thing. The people that I've trained over the last 10 years, just everyday folk, see this. And that's the barrier that they have to go through. That's why every new person I train, I wanna make that experience the easiest possible transition in their life. Fuck, with the shit going on in this world and how people are dealing with so much mental health issues, do you think anxiety has gone through the roof for the average person? Fuck yes. Now imagine you trying to do something brand new like exercise for the first time and go into this world that you've kind of heard about through social media and other friends that are guilty for eating what they like and punishing themselves for having whatever they ate to get back on the health train. Like, fuck, for someone new, that's 
terrible, terrible experience and feeling. So my challenge for you, the listener, or the viewer in this case, is to change the mindset. Guilt and the food that you eat should never be, never be in the same thought process, the same sentence, same whatever. Food, pleasure, and enjoying it should be in the same mindset, thought, whatever it is. Exercise is not punishment. It's the ability to show what your body's capable of and to train it to do the things that you want to do. Start spreading the message that fitness and health is a good thing and not a thing that you have to punish yourself in order to stay healthy. This is not a chore. It should be a joy, a hobby. So if you're one of those people that feel guilty for having a donut, having whatever, fuck that. Don't let anyone tell you any different. You don't need that fucking negativity in your life. You, like I said in the other solo episode, you have the tools within you to be successful. Remember that. I'm going to end it there because I'm going to keep going if I don't stop. So remember, share this podcast with your friends and family. Give me a five-star review on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, whatever podcast app you're listening. Let's spread the message, you guys. Share this video. Share this podcast. Tell your friends about it. Just spread the message, and we're going to do amazing things that's it for me for this week let's fucking crush this week you guys got it within you let's do it thank you for listening thank you thank you thank you i love you guys